Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things health, wellness, self-care, and real talk. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, health coach, actor, and badass extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought with some serious real talk to help you find your passion, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, 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 you guys. Welcome to episode seven of the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Catherine Loy, and I am so freaking excited you're here today, you guys. Seriously, this conversation changed so much about the way I view my body and like my womanhood uh, and seriously game changer and no, it's going to really impact you guys too. Um, but before we get to the goods, um, as promised, I told you guys I was going to start doing social media shout outs and review shout outs and you guys have been coming in hot. So if you don't know, there is a really awesome Instagram page you can follow, Live Your Fuck Yes Life, just all one word, lower caps like that. Um, So if you're listening, tag us in your Insta stories, uh, shout us out online, and if you want to be my best friend of all time, uh, write a review on iTunes. That's how we get in front of really amazing faces and how I can get some really incredible guests on our show um, beyond um, where we've already been at, which has been such a beautiful thing. I know you guys have been loving the guests we've had so far and I want to keep that going for you guys so make sure you review and speaking of which uh, I'm going to now share our review of the week so this review is titled feel good podcast that brings smiles laughs and down-to-earth conversations thanks for the five stars Megan and she says love the first three episodes and can't wait for more Amanda is charming down-to-earth and makes me empowered just listening to the show That is so, so, so nice. Thank you for saying that. I'm so glad that you are feeling empowered and that this is bringing some light to your day because that is really my goal with all of this. So, so happy to hear that, Megan. Thank you so much. For this week's episode, I have the incredible, incredible Claire Baker on the podcast. Claire is a really, really incredible woman um, and we dive into some really not talked about topics. Uh, We dive all into like period talk. Like, yes, we get real up in here and talk about menstruation cycle, you guys. So if you are a man listening to this, um, maybe this is something that could give you some insight into your lady because this is a huge part of our lives as women. And it's something that we don't really talk about. Um, Specifically, something that we dive a lot into in the podcast is our journeys with birth control, um, specifically the birth control pill. Um, she has been off of the pill for, uh, I think, a number of years at this point, um, and I'm still on it and trying to figure out what that looks like for me. And we talk a lot about what that, what her journey was with going off the pill, her beliefs on what, how that impacts your hormones. You guys, hormonal imbalances and just our hormones in general are such huge factors of wellness. And if your body is like acting weird as fuck and you don't know why, it's often really linked to hormones. And we talk about that a lot. 
We also talk about like libidos and what that looks like as a woman. Uh, she dives right into the four different seasons of your menstrual cycle and how to like embrace those energies and actually like live in the present instead of trying to fight, constantly fight what your body is doing. Um, and honor those things. And she also talks about some really cool holistic practices that she dives into. So there's so much really great information here uh, and so many really funny conversations that happen amidst it as well. You know we're always goofy on the show. So I cannot wait for you guys to dive in. Uh, Claire Baker is really just like 100% the way that you see her on this show. Like she is just so down to earth. She is a women's coach. Um, She does life coaching and wellness coaching and focuses a lot on the menstrual cycle and how that, how that impacts you. But it's all about embracing your feminine. It's all about really, really diving in and getting to know who you are so that you can live a life more on purpose. And that's what she does. It's really beautiful. Um, And it's something that I know I personally need in my own life, and I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to that as well. Um, So I really hope this resonates, and I can't wait to hear more in our Facebook community. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know how you feel. Uh, If you have any more questions for Claire, uh, we'll be adding her into the community so that she can, you know, get to know you guys and and hear more about what you guys are struggling with. Um, But definitely there's so much goodness here. Um, So let her know. Reach out to her on social media. of the info is in the show notes on how to get in contact with her and just let her know how much this meant to you and and what you learned and and stuff moving forward and how you're gonna you know share that and embrace it in your own life it's all about making little changes that we can start navigating a better and brighter life amidst the mess right because I can't learn and do everything all at once, but if we can take little things, little snippets of this conversation that really, really speak to you and to what you're going through in your life, try adopting them and see how that impacts you. So on that note, here we go. Hey, Claire. I'm so excited you are here. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Amanda. It's a joy. I'm so, so, so excited. You guys, I seriously can't even tell you. I have been following Claire for, gosh, I want to say probably about six months now on social media. You should definitely check her out on Instagram. I will share all that in the show notes. Um, but her, your weekly like Insta stories or daily Insta stories about your cycle and just being super like, this is where I'm at right now in life are so refreshing. And I'm just really excited to dive into uh, your story and kind of how you've gotten to where you've been um, and where you are right now. Um, so I guess let's start, I don't want to, you know, like people can look you up and hear about your story and what you do, but I guess for me, like my biggest draw for you and why I was like, this girl is so amazing is that you very, very openly talk about your menstrual cycle, um, going, your journey of going off the pill, um, and kind of how that has impacted you as a woman. Um, so I guess I would just love to hear a little bit about that side of your story and what caused you to go off the pill in the first place and how that's kind of changed things for you, uh, since. Of course. So I was taking the pill from age 16 till 26. So it was an entire decade. Uh, And, you know, I actually loved 
being on the pill. It was wonderful for me. It was convenient. Uh, I had really no, at the time, I didn't notice any symptoms or any issues with it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was great, right? I could kind of orchestrate my life, um, my my cycle and my period around my life. Yeah, so totally. I bled maybe just a few times a year. I would take it, yeah, I'd take it all over summer so that I didn't have to have my period. I thought it was great. And it cleared my skin. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Obviously, contraceptive reasons as well, right? Yeah, I was in yeah, relationships sure. in my early 20s and, you know, didn't want to have a baby and it just worked for me. And then when I was, you know, I guess 25, 26, um, you know, and I joked about that being my quarter life crisis then, mm-hmm. I just started to question everything, everything, like everything in my life, yeah. <laughs> including you know, including the health choices that I was making. And I started to stop drinking so much alcohol and taking drugs and putting junk in my body and eating so much sugar and binging and detoxing, blah, blah, blah. And as I was going through the process of just eating more organic food and reducing the toxic load biochemicals in my house, um, I just started to feel a little strange about taking this pill every day you know I was mm-hmm. like this doesn't quite feel aligned with the kind of wellness that I'm cultivating right now um and I you know I've been practicing yoga and meditating and journaling and all of these beautiful things but still manipulating my cycle with synthetic hormones yep. and <laughs> I literally just woke up one day and it was one of those things where I just thought I'm not taking it anymore. This is it. I'm I'm going to come off and see what happens. I was terrified because a doctor had told me in years prior that if I were to come off the pill, that my skin would break out of school. So I was really worried that that might happen. Um, Thankfully, it didn't. So my skin didn't break out. Nothing really happened to the point where my cycle didn't return either. So I actually didn't bleed for an entire year so my period was just completely AWOL and for 12 months I was like what is going on um I really freaked out it was quite scary I felt like I had potentially you know ruined my fertility or something for the rest of my life and I felt like I'd lost something that made me a woman. And so during that year, I sought a lot of guidance from holistic practitioners and I was, you know, seeing people to help to balance my hormones and regulate things and just give my body the space and resources that it needed to, to do what it's designed to do um, and to, to find my cycle. Um, And I did a lot of reading and researched a great deal about the female physiology, which was just something I had never explored really it was something I'd I didn't know anything about I was learning about things like ovulation what's actually happening then learning about the different phases of the menstrual cycle understanding what's really happening when we're experiencing premenstrual symptoms and learning that actually what I had called a period for 10 years wasn't even a period it wasn't actually a true menstruation Mm -hmm. and so when my cycle finally did return when I began to bleed again in early 2013 it was like oh my god so exciting I just (laughs) I was so thrilled and just over the moon to 
to have my period back. And since then, it has just been this ongoing love affair, um, which, you know, isn't to say that I haven't had some other issues with my cycle. I was diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is Mm. quite common for women who have come off the pill. Um, I have certainly had my ups and downs with my hormones in that time while my body recalibrated and know found its own natural rhythm again and so there's been many learnings for sure Um, but it's just become so apparent to me that for women at any day of the year any day of the month where we're somewhere in the menstrual cycle so we're in one of four phases at any time and depending on what phase we're in that really dictates how we're going to feel what our energy is going to be like how we're going to relate to other people what our cravings might be you know it impacts us on a physical mental emotional and a spiritual level on every single day of the cycle and so my work is really about helping women to understand these inner phases or inner seasons as mm-hmm. I call them of the menstrual cycle mm-hmm. and then from that place learning how to best take care of themselves learning how to best optimize that particular phase in all areas of their life and essentially to you know sync the way they live with their own unique inner rhythm wow okay i have so many questions for you that's First of all, that's incredible. And that's so needed, obviously, because I feel like I i mean, I'm sure like a bunch of people listening right now can be like, yep, that's my story, too, because I was listening to you talk about like your journey on the pill, why you went on it in the first place. And, you know, like just your entire process of of that entire experience, like is my story. You know, I went on the pill when I was 15 because my doctors thought I had polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, I was actually misdiagnosed, which is a whole other story in and of itself. Um, but every time I would ovulate, I would have these searing pains, um, to the point where I thought like I was having an, my, I thought my appendix had burst at one point and I was missing school and my periods were insane. And so my doctor was like, we'll put you on the pill and it'll be fine. And so I've been on the pill ever since. And, you know, I, I just turned 27 So I've been on the pill for 12 years of my life, um, and I have been having for the past, I would say probably a year and a half to two years, this constant like wrestling with the fact that, you know, I am a health coach. I have been working really hard to navigate like putting my body in its best place, you know, whether it comes to the food I'm putting in my body and everything around me. But this one thing, like you said, like this one thing is not natural, And why am I continuing to do it? And so I guess the question I have, like when you did decide to go off of it, were you in a committed relationship at the time or were you single? I was single when I decided to come off it and I entered into a committed relationship about six months after I came off it. Okay. So I guess that's been... Uh, you know, because I've obviously talked about this with my husband a lot and, you know, he he's so super supportive and ultimately whatever we decide, like, or I decide is what we will do. But I think my biggest fear surrounding it all is like, you know, <laughs> I don't want to get pregnant right now, <laughs> you know, at this part of my life. Um, and, um, and I'm just worried about, you know, other potential things. Um, and because because of certain like medical things in my life, like I can't do any of the, you know, like the copper IUD is just not an option for me. Um, so I just, I've been really worried about taking that step, but I'm honestly in a place right now, which is why I'm so excited to be talking to you right now where I'm like, "Mm, in the next like 
maybe in the next, after my next cycle, like I might just go off the pill. Like I think that I'm in that place. So I guess like, what did you, when you started being a committed relationship, like, did you just use condoms? Like, did, what did you use? Like, if, sorry if it's TMI, but like, I'm so curious. Cause I just, yeah. Like, what did you, what did you do? Did you try your nat, like, you, you know, checking out your natural cycle? I know some people have done that and it's worked for them. Like what, what did you find worked for you? I found a combination of things was the best mm-hmm. way to go about it. Um, particularly in the very beginning of coming off the pill, it's really important to remember that your body isn't going to be as predictable as it can be when you've really learned, you know, to understand your, your own natural cycle. Yeah. So I just want to be really honest and say that in, and I, and I don't mean to say this to, to scare anybody either, but in the first few months of being um, in this relationship and exploring, you know, having sex and not being on the pill. I actually did fall pregnant. So I did actually conceive. And that was a huge, I mean, I'd been on the pill for 10 years in relationships, having sex all all the time. And you you don't, you don't have to think about contraception when you're on the pill. Right. So we had thought that I was checking it really carefully and with my cycle, but it would have been so close to having come off the pill that things were just, they just weren't as predictable as they can be right. later on. And so I had to make a, a decision that I don't really ever want to make again. And so I do really hear what you're saying when you ask this question. And I think it's really an important question that's going to get asked all of the time. And I'm transparent about that experience because the truth is the female body is designed to go to, to yeah, become pregnant, to, to make conceive, a baby. To, yeah, for sure. To grow human. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's, it's, I think it's responsible for me to say that you can just track your cycle and it's totally fine. And, um, you, you do need to really know your body to follow the rhythm method, which is, you know, essentially tracking your, you know, your fertile days and mm-hmm. the, the fertile awareness method is, is great. The fair method. And so that's something that if your listeners are interested in it, by all means, look it up online, get to know it. There's a couple of apps. There's one called the natural cycles app, which comes with the bio thermometer. Yeah. All of those things are great to get to know your cycle, to get to understand when your fertile times are and when your non-fertile times are, because there are plenty of days in the cycle where, you know, it's impossible to fall pregnant. Right. However, I love, I love condoms. I, (laughs) I think that they are great in terms of just as a barrier method. I think they work well. I wish that condom manufacturers would come up with some better feeling options. I do think that (laughs) in my opinion beats sex without a condom I completely agree with you Um, you know yeah so I wish that I could give you a really clear answer to that question and a foolproof answer but the truth is there 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 isn't one one. and and honestly the pill isn't foolproof either so there is no 100% contraception that exists on the planet I, I think a combination of following your cycle and using a barrier method whether it's a condom or a diaphragm I think that's your best option okay Cool. Yeah, definitely something to think about when I just start taking this process because it's so it's just it's so crazy to think about, you know, because I mean, you were on it for what you said 10 years about. And Mm -hmm. that's been, you know, it's been over 10 years now for me. It's like, what is my body actually like? I don't know. Like I genuinely I was maybe had my period for maybe six months when I went on the pill. 
Um, and so that's just, it's this whole foreign concept for me. So I guess what happened when you went off the pill? I know you said you didn't get your period back for a year, but did you have any other things that, you know, happened? Like, did you notice any mood swings? Like, was your body reacting differently? Like, I know you mentioned that you originally went on because of your skin. Like, did that cause issues? Cause I know a lot of women go off the pill and have that. Like, what was your journey mm-hmm. with that? Mm. To be honest, in that first 12 months, nothing happened. <gasps> it was like my hormones were just at a standstill. It was just nothing happened. There was no mood swings. I didn't feel any real change at all. I My skin was great, fine, no problems. Um, wow. When my period returned, so after that 12 months, and then when I actually began to bleed again, then it was suddenly like, oh my God, <laughs> I am in a whole new body. I couldn't believe how much I my energy shifted week to week and and my libido I mean talk about sex like oh my god I have never felt how I felt in terms of being turned on and and feeling this like Mm. sexual desire I had never felt that in my body before until that until my period returned and I and I felt ovulation like you I think I had my natural period for about six to nine months before I started taking the pill so I had just never experienced ovulation before and I was like oh my god this is incredible I feel so strong I feel so sexy I feel like a woman I can really feel the changes in my body that also came with feeling premenstrual symptoms for the first time in my life as well and that was like nothing I had experienced before either so that was a new terrain for me to explore so there was certainly some some small breakouts in that time, uh, I get sore breasts, feel a bit more lethargic and a little bloated, but also really creative. I suddenly had this creativity that I had also never experienced before either and and a real connection to self. There was just mm. this feeling of, particularly when I was bleeding and in the lead up to my bleed, just feeling so connected to myself and really self-assured, feeling like I, you know, just this like soothing feeling and the more I began to take time out when I was bleeding and really take care of myself when I was menstruating and rest I just felt like my intuitive powers as well like that woman knowing that we talk about women just knowing yeah was just so incredibly tangible um at different points in my cycle so I you know I sometimes describe it as like kind of just pulling off the veil you know or just like suddenly going into technicolor life just became more vivid than it ever had in in those 10 years like all of my senses were heightened I just felt like I was getting to know parts of myself that had been muted for years and uh yeah I definitely included my libido that was probably the first thing that I noticed and just how much my physical energy changed as well week to week my gosh that's just so crazy to me I mean honestly that makes so much sense and I mean to be completely transparent on my part like I feel like my libido has gone way down in the past few years and that's something that I'm constantly like struggling with and wor- and working on um, with, I- I'm married. And so like, you know, and we have like a great sex life, but when it comes down to it, it's like, I want to have that, that feeling. Like I want, I remember what it's like. And it was just so rarely happens to me now where I genuinely like my body is like, no, yes, let's do this. And it's like, once we start, you know, like foreplay and whatever, it's like, cool, I'm in it. But I never get that like signal for my body or very rarely get that actual signal for my body. That's like, nope, yep, this is happening. Like, let's do this. So that's so interesting to me that your 
just going off the pill and like getting your period back shifted that so much for you. I mean, fuck. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, yeah. I mean, you are slowly convincing this girl to like go. I mean, because I really have, I have to say, like, I, I think I'm going to just because it just feels so off that I'm still on it. And I mean, I, and here's the thing, like for all you guys that are listening, like this is not a like go off the pill thing. If, if, if it works for you, it works for you. And you have to obviously like trust your gut. Um, but my gut has been like, and my gut is kind of my guiding force. Um, and my gut has been telling me for God, like over a year now, like, no, you should probably get off the pill. And I think it's just fear has stood in my way of, you know, like what the fuck is the other side. So it's just so nice to hear your, your perspective and also your experience. And it's like, obviously there was stuff that was hard and like, and, and probably hard on your body and like new that you experienced, but it's also been like really positive. And obviously, I mean, you teach about this shit. So obviously you're passionate about it and you're passionate about what it is. Do you feel like it connected you more to like your womanhood? Is I know that's kind of a weird question, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, 100%. I feel like it was this initi- there was an initiation from girl to woman mm. when I not, not, you know, it wasn't instantly. And I you know it's been an initiatory process these last few years mm-hmm. of getting to know how it feels to be a woman and where you know our female physiology is designed in a way that is very different to a man's and when you're on the pill it's the hormonal pattern is more similar to a man's and then you come off it and then you're experiencing this different hormonal landscape Mm -hmm. and it's that ebb and flow and that inner rhythm which is is really you know the feminine energy that that shifting, that shapeshifter and that, um, that fluidity of, of the feminine, which is very different to the linear model of, of masculinity. And so, yeah, I really did, you know, and every single week, every single phase of the menstrual cycle connects us to a, a different quality within, you know, mm-hmm. within womanhood. So you've got the um, you know, the pre-ovulatory lightness of, of the, you know, the maiden, that girlish, fresh, energy you've got the really fertile sexy but also very nurturing energy at ovulation mm. then you move into autumn which is you in autumn which is the pre-menstruum which is more saucy and wild and Ooh. kind of rebellious and a bit naughty and creative um and quite dark as well mm-hmm. and then you've got the the sage the wisdom that comes through at menstruation and as I was describing that intuition this sort of wise energy that and quite calming that comes through there too so it's you know every week you get to play in these different qualities of what it means to be a woman and within that that's helped me personally to find a sense of wholeness within myself Mm -hmm. and to embrace these parts of myself that I've um censored over the years or that I've told myself you know aren't I'm not allowed to be angry I'm not allowed to be oh my god yes um, pissed off right because like that's allowed to come through when you work with your cycle in the premenstruum and it's like oh so now I'm allowed to express express these feelings amazing great right and I'm really working at the moment with my in my pre-ovulation week with this playful energy mm-hmm. of the the maiden like that young fresh energy and it's something that I have to always work at being at remembering to play in my life and so at the moment my cycle 
Michael is teaching me how to embrace that part of being a woman, just that lovely, light, fresh energy. And mm-hmm. so mm, it's just so juicy, you know, when you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. So just to clarify, so there are four phases. Do you separate yes. them by like by week then basically? So you said pre-ovulation and then ovulation mm-hmm. and then pre-menstruation and then menstruation. Are those the four? Yeah. So okay. look, if we were to say 28 days, which to be honest, most women will vary right. um, on either side of that. But let's just say we're talking about a 28 day cycle. Then week one is the week of bleeding and so day one is the first day of bleeding and so that's menstruation and that's what I call the inner winter because it's really a time where we want to be on our own and we're more withdrawn and sort of more connected spiritually rather than connected to the outside world Um, we then move into the inner spring which is that pre-ovulation so it's the transition between menstruation and ovulation Mm -hmm. so we're not yet ovulating but we're also no longer bleeding and it's a really light fresh time of like estrogen is increasing so we're feeling more playful we're feeling very beautiful and just like being out in the world again um, once we get to ovulation estrogen has really reached its peak and so we also get a boost of testosterone so we're feeling really strong in our body feeling more like being with people and really there's a very nurturing connected energy and it's also our fertile time so we're probably feeling quite sexy our hormones actually support us to look more beautiful in this phase our mm. face becomes more symmetrical which is just hilarious and oh my gosh my skin when I'm ovulating is like amazing I wish I could just have ovulation skin <laughs> all the time <laughs> oh my god that's so, so cool like, plump and glowing <laughs> Um, and then we move into autumn. So after ovulation, if we haven't conceived, then progesterone increases and mm-hmm. estrogen begins to decrease. And so because we get this, uh, this sort of dance between estrogen and progesterone, this is when we can start to feel more lethargic. We can feel that drop in hormones. And after the peak of ovulation, we can feel a bit crap, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is when that wild woman energy comes out. And this is when we can feel more connected creatively. Um, it's like that, you know, starting to turn off the, the lights of the outside world and just starting to come back in towards ourselves. And so some women do struggle at this time, but actually a lot of women tell me they feel most like themselves at this time because it's less about the outside world and having to take care of everyone else, which is mm. something that we're all so used to doing. Yep. And actually they get to focus more on themselves when they give themselves permission to just move a little slower, have some baths, do some drawing or some creative writing. Um, They feel like, oh, actually, this is a really delicious week and where I can (laughs) feel that wild energy within myself. And then we move back into into menstruation again. Okay, cool. So do you feel like if you are on the pill, um, which probably quite a few of everyone listening is, um, is that something you can also connect to then? Or do you feel like this is more so once you have actually embraced your your natural cycle I wouldn't give a blanket answer to this question simply because a few reasons one there are a few different pills and so there are there are different experiences uh, depending which pill you're on and what Mm -hmm. hormones are in the pill secondly we're all so different that I think we also have a unique experience with the pill itself we're putting kind of we're putting chemicals into chemicals in our body and so it's it's not easy to say what the 
the experience would be. But the truth is that when you're on the pill, you aren't ovulating. And so therefore you're not actually going to experience that increase in hormones, which creates the different phases. So some women tell me that they feel like they're in one season all of the time. So they might feel like they're in autumn a lot of the time. That's the season I hear people feel connected to Hmm. Um, other women tell me that they do feel like they do experience the subtle shifts and I think great I really do believe that there's a more of a collective consciousness around this as well Mm -hmm. and so we're familiar with the seasons of the year I think that as women we're familiar with these shifting energies and shifting moods because that is the nature of the feminine and so I wouldn't I wouldn't say that absolutely if you're on the pill you don't experience these seasons However, hormonally, you aren't actually going to experience ovulation, so therefore there won't be that peak in the cycle. Right, right. That makes sense. Okay, so obviously going through each of these cycles, it's a very different energy. I mean, it sounds like each week is just you're going into something completely wildly different about yourself and getting to explore that. So do you, with your clients, like, do you, like, is, are there certain things that you would recommend that you spend more time on within each cycle, like, or certain self-care things that you would recommend, um, you know, when you're in like spring, for example, like versus fall. Um, I, I like that you use the seasons. I think that's so easy to grasp. Um, but yeah, would you recommend anything in particular for each different phase? Oh yeah. I mean, everything (laughs) needs to change and that's not to say that your life needs to look completely different. Um, Mm -hmm. but the first step with everything is always awareness, right? So it all comes down to cycle awareness and the best place for anyone to start who's interested in this and getting to know their own inner rhythm and working with it rather than working against it is simply practicing charting. And that is really Mm -hmm. just, figuring out what day of your cycle you're on and either using an app or using, you know, a calendar. I've got a free downloadable one on my website um, or using just a journal. I teach a course on how to journal your cycle as well. Whatever works for you, but just starting to track how you're feeling every day. How am I feeling today physically? How am I feeling mentally and emotionally? And just starting to, to get a clear picture of how your days change and then how your seasons feel because Say for me, for example, I know that when I'm bleeding, I really need time alone and I, I like to recharge my batteries at that time. So I don't see clients for a few days and I don't go to the gym. I don't actually do any vigorous exercise at all for those first few days. So that mm-hmm. changes quite a lot. Um, the food that I eat changes when I'm bleeding. I eat much cleaner, more fresh, really light foods. Whereas, you know, by <laughs> by spring... I'm bursting with energy and I'm really excited to go for a run and mm-hmm. to go back to yoga. And I, and I start to feel like being with people again. So my social life will change by summer, which is where I am now. I've been out having dinners. I've been out with people. I've been socializing. I've been seeing clients doing interviews, you know, like chats like this one, mm-hmm. my, my whole schedule changes. And then next week, I know that as my energy really begins to wane and I'm moving back into autumn, I'm taking much more time for myself. I tend to eat more meat and more rich proteins and fats in autumn because that supports hormones. So that premenstrual symptoms aren't quite as, um, <laughs> as problematic and, and so everything changes you know mm-hmm. the way I exercise the way I eat the way I take care of myself how I show up with clients and friends and family everything is impacted by it and it does change week to week I feel like that makes so much sense like 
I feel like so many women are probably like, yes, 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 right now, just because, I mean, and I, I will be the first to say that I feel like I don't have a full grasp on this myself because I am on the pill still, um, but I'm really excited to start navigating this once I hop off and see how all of this impacts me. So for anyone who is experiencing these things and, and wants to start, you know, adding those kinds of foods in or being more mindful of their social life, what happens for example, when there's something that you cannot control, like, you know, maybe it's the week where you really should be more focusing on, you know, your intuition, your internal self, um, and not really socializing very much, um, or putting your, you know, you're, you're not in your most playful state or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. how do you navigate that, you know, in like a, Hey, I have a nine to five job and I have to Mm -hmm. go to this client meeting and, you know, expunge this energy that I don't really have. Like, do you, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I totally know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, the truth is, you know, this all sounds really great in theory, right? But yeah. world is not currently set up for a woman's menstrual cycle yeah. and the different shifts that we experience. Great you know? if it was. <laughs> um, and hey, like my vision is that it, there's that we we can we can in workplaces we can work with mm. the different energies that a woman moves through each month, and that we do speak more openly about it in families and in schools, and it's you know a greater part of a, a woman's education as she's growing up and learning about her shifting, her shifting body. Mm-hmm. However, right now it's not, we live yeah. in a pretty linear world yeah. and we do, we, we go to jobs nine till five, Monday till Friday, and there isn't a lot of room for flexibility. So if say to answer your question, you were you're having a really busy week and there were things on and you're menstruating and you wanted to, to take time out for yourself, I always recommend feeling into, you know, what would the greater vision be? If you could really dream into, like, what would you really love, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say maybe it's not going to work. It's lying at home with a hot water bottle, maybe watching Netflix and just taking time out for yourself and having someone bring you food all day. Like, that's the dream, right? Yeah, dream life, right? And then if you want to give yourself, (laughs) like, 1% of that, if you could just really give yourself like the tiniest little Mm. taste of that greater vision, Mm -hmm. what would that be? And so that could just simply be, okay, I'm going to reschedule drinks tonight or I'm not going to go to the gym or I'm going to ask my partner to help cook dinner tonight or ask a friend to pick up the kids from school Mm -hmm. so that I can just have 15 minutes on my own before they get home. And even just those tiny little doses of, of gentleness at that time and, and also letting that be enough the yeah, the benefits of that are they're huge when we can just be really soft and kind and gentle to ourselves at that time I love that that's and that's so tangible like that's something I feel like okay like when I'm having a crazy busy day like I can do this you know so that's great I love that okay so like going off of this for for just a hot second like Obviously, this is a big part of what you do now, but like, how did this evolve for you? Did you always imagine yourself like working with women in this fashion? Um, Is this, you know, obviously this is not, you know, obviously you you went off the pill. What do you say? 2013, you said you went off the pill? 2012. 2012. So, I mean, it's been five years now of your life. Uh, Obviously, it's really impacted your business. But like, did you always imagine yourself like doing this kind of work? Like, tell me a little (laughs) bit more about that journey. No, not at all. I mean, you know, I used to work. um, I studied art and and business. So I used to work as a a buyer for for an arts company in Australia. And I certainly never imagined myself doing this kind of work. However, I've always been really 
I've always been really passionate about wellness and, um, you know, and taking care of yourself has, has always felt important to me. Mm-hmm. And that's looked different over, over my life. And, you know, that changes all the time. I think that what works for us one year won't work another year as well. So that has changed. And I've always felt called to work with people. That feels important to me to feel like what I'm doing is actually of service to the world. But uh, no, if you had have told me five years ago that I would be working with women on their menstrual cycle, I, you know, I would have no idea what you're talking about, like what yeah. that would even mean. <laughs> so is that what you mainly do now then from your, with your, with your online courses and group stuff? Do you mostly work with women with respect to their you know, menstrual cycle or is it also like, does it involve other things as well? My work with women is focused on, yeah, in one sense, yes, it's de- it is definitely a, on the menstrual cycle because I really believe that as a women's health and life coach, there's no way I can work with women without looking at the menstrual cycle because it impacts everything in, in such a profound way. Mm-hmm. But I'm really passionate about women exploring their creativity, mm. um, you know, about being an authority in their own life and, you know, living life in a way that feels really true for them. I think that at the core of it, that's really what it's about. Mm-hmm. And I believe that when you work with your own cycle, it can unlock things and parts of yourself that, uh, you haven't been maybe paying attention to and mm-hmm. um, or parts that maybe have been hiding away for a long time as well I think there's this creative potential that we tap into as well when we start to work with the menstrual cycle so creativity is something that I've been as I said I studied art and I worked as an art buyer for a long time like creativity has been an important part of my my entire life and it's been a way I've connected to myself over and over again in different phases of my life and so working with the cycle incorporates all of that as well. So there's a, there's a physiological layer to this and it is working with hormones and getting to understand you know, what's actually happening from a more sciencey perspective. Mm-hmm. But there is really this, then there's a rich layers under that as well. And it's this creative and spiritual layers too. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, Amanda here. I just wanted to quickly touch in. Uh, the noise you guys are hearing in the background was Claire's adorable husband popping in. Um, so we had a little bit of a pause in our uh, transmissioning and our going on, um, but we picked right back up where we left off and chatting a little bit more about her journey with uh, her balancing her hormones and how she did it in a natural way. So we are just going to hop back into that and, uh, and get you guys started from where we left off. So here you go and enjoy the rest of the combo and I'll see you on the other side. Great. You should certainly be used um, when appropriate. However, at some, some time, at some point, you know, mm-hmm. when you do, you get that feeling like, I don't know if this is right for me anymore. Yeah. And, and I think listening to that and getting as much, you know, support as you can, for me, that meant seeing uh, a Chinese herbalist and having regular acupuncture and having consultations with a naturopath, taking herbs, taking care of my gut, as in terms of the gut health. Like I said, I was really on a big health kick mm-hmm. at that time anyway. So practicing yoga, getting enough sleep, mm-hmm. doing things to support hormones and to, to support that recalibration. Mm-hmm. All of those things were in um, conjunction with coming off it. So it wasn't as if 
I, you know, I just came off it and then just did nothing. I was doing a lot of things to really support my body in its, you know, in the process that it was going through. Yeah. Okay. So what, what exactly do you do? You said acupuncturist, um, like going to a naturopath, like what did that look like for you? Did you go like every day? Like, how did that, how do you feel like, did you, did you try these things and just sort of went, ah, that, you know, that was cool. Or did, do you actually feel like they were really impactful for you? I'm so curious. Cause I would love to hear. Yeah, of course. So I did a lot of research into, as I said, into female physiology and understanding hormones and what supported a healthy endocrine system. Mm -hmm. And I just kept hearing gut health, gut health, gut health. And so I, uh, a woman in Australia, um, Dr. Nat Kungudis, I got in contact with her and she was a huge support for me. She's based in Melbourne, but has a lot of online resources, which, which are great. And so that, you know, her work was really helpful for me in understanding the foods that I should be eating to support my gut and the Mm -hmm. foods that I should be avoiding Mm -hmm. and lifestyle de-stressing. I mean, cortisol, when it's high, completely disrupts our endocrine system. And so reducing stress in my life was a big thing. So this meant going to yoga and practicing meditation and just taking time off the computer and being in nature. All of these Mm -hmm. things are really powerful and they kind of sound a bit sort of simple and a little vague, but they make an enormous difference, particularly sleep. Yeah. Oh my God. Just learning to sleep more. I mean, I sleep so much more now than I ever used to. And that has had a huge impact on my hormones. I know now if I have a late night, I will break out like three days later without fail. You know, it's, it's really, it became really obvious to me as I started to make these changes, like here's this feedback from my body, Mm -hmm. that this is, this is helpful. I know that if I have a big sugar binge that I'm going to feel the consequences when I'm premenstrual because my symptoms will be so much worse. So, you know, I was seeing an acupuncturist twice a month uh, for a few months and that was great, getting herbs from her. I had a few consultations during that year of not bleeding with a naturopath. And now, even five years later, I still see an acupuncturist probably Mm. monthly now uh, just to keep things you know, keep things in rhythm because it's not a destination that, you know, we don't get to right. this point where it's all our hormones are just imbalanced yeah. and they're sorted and that's it. It's, it is an ongoing thing. And so for me now, still the way I eat is really important, getting enough sleep, reducing stress and, you know, even things like getting a massage, all of these mm-hmm. things really help to keep our hormones happy. Love that. What kind of herbs did you try and take? So the ones that I was taking were prescribed from my um, from my Chinese herbalist, mm-hmm. so the person I was getting acupuncture from, so Chinese herbs. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what was in them. Yeah, I know. I feel I like, half the time like really lots like, of ginger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lots of ginger. Yeah, lots and lots of ginger. Um, but I, I, I really recommend Chinese medicine. I think that their approach to hormonal health is smart and it has a real impact on the body. I love that. Awesome. All right. Um, we're going to switch gears and we're going to do some like fun questions that are totally out of the box. You ready? Cool. Ready. Okay. What can you not live without right now? Dry shampoo. Ah, Yes. I have to be so honest. I just started getting into this. Like I fought it for years because I have really, um, I've really oily hair. And so like 
really after a day, I feel like I need to wash it. I probably wash it every other day, but you know, even on day two, it gets oily really quick. And so I was like, maybe mm. I'll just try dry shampoo and that way you don't have to wash my hair every day and like go through that whole process. And I have to say, I'm so on board. I'm so on board. Do you have a favorite um, one that you use? I just have a brand called Batiste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. yeah. Is that? Yeah, I use that, that one too. Yeah, look, it's great. I mean, it really is a non-negotiable in, yeah. in my world. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Okay, um, who is your celebrity crush? Oh, God, you know what? I was just saying yesterday that I'm so crap with celebrities. I don't know anybody. I, I'm so out of that world. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, if I was going to answer that, I'd just be really boring and say Ryan Gosling. I, I love him. That's not boring. He's sexy. It's so I, I would be also out of that world, except I'm an actor. So I kind of follow a lot of, a lot of <laughs> actors. Um, but it's so funny because whenever I, I answer this question, I always like, if I'm with a room full of people that don't know me, I say Ryan Reynolds. Do you know who that is? I do. And he mm-hmm. is just like so dreamy and tall and kind of goofy. And that's definitely what mm. I go for. But if I'm in a room that. full of my friends, which you all are now, um, um, I will say <laughs> Christopher Plummer. Do you know who that is? No. So he, have you ever seen The Sound of Music? Yes. Okay. He is Captain Von Trapp in The Sound of Music. Ah, yeah, okay. Although right. now Good he's one. like in his late 70s, early 80s, probably. I don't actually know how old he is, but he's definitely old. But I just love him. And I, it's so funny. He's from um, the same area that I'm from in Canada. And um, I ran into him and having dinner with his wife at a restaurant once when I was probably like <laughs> 13 and I kid you not I was there with my best friend and both of our families and I walk out of that restaurant and I just like I turned to her and I went Caroline my life is complete like I just saw Christopher Plummer in the flesh like everything (sighs) is good yeah so he's my true celebrity crush that I just will never be able to not love so (laughs) oh my god that is a great story I like old men what can I say <laughs> How right. old is your husband? Um, he's only three years older than me. So okay, yeah, he's turning the big three zero this year. So oh. I know we'll have to figure out something fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so okay. And what does it mean to you to live your fuck yes life? Oh my god, to. <sighs> I mean, it means everything. Mm-hmm. It means truth like truth just is the word that comes that comes true that comes true you know through for me when I think about that to live my fuck yes life it's like just being so true every single day to yourself um and letting that change yeah letting Mm -hmm. that change I love that and just accepting where you're at mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. living unapologetically mm-hmm. that way. I love exactly. I love that. I could not agree more. Oh my gosh, this has been so amazing. I feel like I could talk to you forever about this kind of stuff. I will probably be reaching out <laughs> yeah. to you as soon as I get off the pill and be like, Claire, help me. Um, <laughs> um, but speaking of that, like, where can our listeners connect with you? Um, I know you have a website and all that. Can you share all that with them so that they can? And we'll, of course, we'll share this in the show notes as well. But where can they find you on the web? 
Of course. So my website is thisislifeblood.com and you can find courses, information on coaching, retreats, ebooks, audiobooks, etc. all there. And on Instagram, I am at underscore Claire Baker underscore. And as Amanda said earlier, I'm doing my daily cycle updates at the moment in my stories, which is really fun. So you can actually see what each day of my cycle is really like in the real world and and how I'm taking care of myself and how I'm feeling according to each day. So that's a fun thing to follow along to. Yeah. Your Insta stories literally make my life. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, cool. She's like, you were at the, I think like a couple days ago and obviously at the time you're listening, it's different, but, um, like you were at this like really cool party and you were like dancing and like, (laughs) I was like, girlfriend has moves. Like she is killing it. And you're like, I'm in such a great place on my cycle right now. And I'm so energetic. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to learn more about this. So now it's, now it's all making sense to me. All my, my brain is like, oh yeah, that makes sense. She was in this phase. Cool. cool, cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. That, that was me playing with that, that spring energy, that, yeah. that playful, flirt- like flirtatious love it. Um, part of myself. Yeah. That was good fun. I love it. Oh my goodness. You are the absolute best. Thank you so, so, so much for hopping on the podcast and um, I can't wait to connect with you more. Thanks, Amanda. It's been great to chat about some, yeah, some honest, real things. So thanks for having me. And there you have it. Thank you, Claire, for coming on the podcast and sharing all of this incredible information and just sharing your heart. It was such a joy. And I know that all of you listening feel the same way and feel like you have a newfound friend and and support along this messy journey. It is of being a woman and just like figuring our shit out because, Oh my gosh, there's just all the things, right? All the things. Um, And as you guys know and heard from last week's episode, and if you did not listen to last week's episode, make sure you go back. Um, It was a pretty vulnerable episode for me to share um, and something I'm navigating in my own life right now. And uh, yeah, like (laughs) my womanhood and what that means to me is being uh, navigated in ways I never imagined and you know, my thoughts on the pill and fertility and, you know, all the things are real right now. So yeah, uh, definitely something that I know I can't be the only one going through. Uh, so hopefully this brought you some, some light. And as a reminder, we are constantly, constantly talking about this and we'll be having full-fledged discussions in, in the community. Uh, so make sure you join our Facebook community. You can find us online at live. Uh, your fuck yes life community. It's a little bit longer. The title it's called "Ditch the Diet, Find Joy in Fitness, and Live Your Fuck Yes Life." Um, also, that's in the show notes, so feel free to hop on over that way. Um, but come on over, join the community, uh, and and talk about this stuff with us because you're not alone on this journey of of figuring out what the right path is for you. And there's no like right path for everybody as we talked about. Um, but make sure that you are surrounding yourself with people in your life that can help you support you along this journey. And you know, I've got your back and you know, we've got your back. So yeah, I just love you guys. And I'm so grateful for your endless endless heart being open and uh, embracing the mess alongside of me because we're all in this together. So on that note, I will see you guys next week. And until then, have a fuck yes day. (laughs) 